Welcome to It's Lit Time with Dr. Tess. I'm Tess Martinez. I'm an English teacher. And on this podcast, we talk about anything that has a storyline from epic film trilogies to picture books. This is the show where literature gets lit. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to It's Lit Time with Dr. Tess. I'm glad to be back. I got a new podcast microphone for Christmas, so I'm really excited to use it and see how it sounds. I will look forward to your feedback. I have a special guest today. Um, today's guest is my sister, Sarah Sheffle. And now, Sarah, now that you've been on here, all the original Fine Five have been on my podcast. That's what we called our family growing up, the five stocks Lakers. Um, and we also yeah. have a little bonus special guest with us today that you can't hear, but, um, Sarah's little boy, Ezra is, uh, is here. How, how many is Ezra three months old? He is, yes. Three months old. Okay. And Ezra hasn't been to Walt Disney world yet, which is our topic for today. Um, but I'm sure he will, and I'm sure he will love it. He loves Mickey mouse, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. He has lots of Mickey mouse and lots of Winnie the Pooh and some star Wars things. So he's definitely already immersed in the Disney world. Yes. The Disney <laughs> well, world. Get it. World of <laughs> right. So our topic for today is, uh, Walt Disney world and how it does storytelling. Um, you know, this is a podcast about stories. And so you might not think of a theme park as being a topic, but if you've ever been to Walt Disney world, or even heard people talk about it, you probably know that when you go to Walt Disney world, it's not just about riding rides. It's about really being immersed in a story. And I know a few people in my life who love Disney world more than Sarah. And so that's why I asked her to be on this episode. Sarah, tell us who you are and, and a little bit about your history of your love for Disney World. Yes. So as Tess said, I am Sarah Sheffel. I'm Tess's younger sister. And I have my little son, Ezra, here. He's three months old. And actually, technically, he kind of was at Disney World once oh, yeah. already. <laughs> we went in last January, about a year ago, uh, this week. He, I was very early on pregnant with him. I didn't even realize I was, but I was pregnant with him at the time. So he's kind of technically been Disney World, but was not aware of anything. <laughs> Everything was dark. So I didn't yes. get to <laughs> be able to experience it. True. But um, Tess and I, and the, well, the five of us, the fine five, we have been Disney fans since we were little. Tess got to go to Disney before I was even born. So she was a tiny tot, about three. Mm -hmm. And then the first time I went to Disney, Tess uh, reminded me was in 1992 when I was about three. And we've been going very regular, regularly since then. So I've probably been to Disney close to 10 times in my life. So, and I'm not even 33 yet. So um, most families, you know, a lot of families do yearly beach trips or yearly trips to the mountains. My family does, you know, every four years of trip to Disney World. That's that's yeah. our thing. So um, we have our parents to thank for our love of Disney World and um, even into adulthood, which we'll talk about later about, um, you know, just even why, why it's not just for kids, that there's so much more to Disney World and how immersive it is that even adults enjoy it. So that's a little bit of background about why, about my love of Disney and who I am. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with what makes Walt Disney World different from other theme parks. I kind of started answering that earlier, but I want to hear what you have to say about that, Sarah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is just the cast members Hmm. of Disney. That's what Disney World calls their employees. They're called cast members. So, and I just think that their training is different than Hmm. than other parks because uh, they are trained just to be very immersive in the way that they introduce people to the parks. Hmm. Um, It's not for, for a lot of cast members, I feel like my experience is that it's not a job for them. It's like, it's a lifestyle, honestly, mm-hmm. or it's like, it's a destination for them and it's more than just a job. Like they, people come from other countries to go yeah. to Disney, people, or, sorry, to work at Disney yeah. and to go to Disney, but to work there, people come from other countries because they know how great it is to work there, at least that's what that's the impression I get yeah so um that's one thing I think that sets Disney World apart that for a lot of people other uh, regular theme parks are just kind of like the summer job yeah but Disney World is definitely a destination that people seek to work there mm. because it's more than just a job like they they find I think they find purpose in it and they find um they really find fulfillment at their job at Disney World because the people there are um, enjoying their time so much that it makes the cast members enjoy their time there as well too, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's one thing that's me. And I would just say just in general when, and we'll touch on this more too later, it's just the theming overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are other parks that do a fairly good job of theming, but uh, for one thing, there's just not as much money at other parks as there is at Disney World, that they can put so much money into the theming uh, that it just totally immerses you in whatever the theme of that land is, whether it's, you know, Futureland or Tomorrowland or one of the countries at, at in the World Showcase at Epcot, mm-hmm. that every detail, the architecture, the music, everything plays into that theme and so I think that's an, another thing that sets Disney World apart. And also the, the, the merchandise and also the, uh, the dining at each of those places is really tight. It really ties well into whatever the theme of that land is. Yeah. Um, I think those are the things I can think of. Tess, you said you had a couple answers to this question too. Yeah, well, we're later on, we're going to go through and kind of break those down some of the things that you mentioned, like the dining, um, and talk about how each one of those contributes. Um, But yeah, I would say overall, you you really answered the question. It's kind of like what Jordan and I talked about on our episode about board games. It's not just you're not just consuming a story or watching or reading a story, you're getting to be in a story in a way. Excuse me. And that's really exciting. Um, And I would say so some people kind of complain about the fact that there are not a lot of big thrill rides at Disney world, although there are more than they used to be. Um, but it's, you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, it's just a bunch of little kid rides. Um, but I think, and if, I think Mm. if you are a thrill seeker, you might not love Walt Disney world as much as, you know, uh, like a six flags or Cedar point or something like that. But, um, I would argue that it is thrilling to be inside of a story that you love. I mean, it really can, in some cases, take your breath away. So 
we'll talk about that. Um, but I want to start by talking about, and this is something that people might not know if they've never been to Walt Disney world. I mean, Walt Disney world has attractions that are many attractions that are based on Disney movies, really popular ones, obscure ones. And then they also have a number of attractions that are not based on Disney movies, but that still have their whole own story that has been built up. Like I'm thinking of one, well, this is a good example of a thrill ride. I think about mission space, um, which we always go, you and I always do the orange mission, which is the intense mission, even though I feel sick for, you know, the next hour. Um, but, uh, that ride is not based on a Disney movie that I know of, but it's still got its whole own backstory. Like there, I mean, they put a lot of detail into like, the costumes that the cast members wear and just everything. It's not just like, oh, we're going to space, period. It's this whole really well-developed story. Um, So that's just an example. So, but what I wanna talk about right now is, can you give an example of how going to Disney World has deepened your experience of watching a Disney movie? Yeah, well, for one thing, the the big thing that came to my mind with this question was um, some of the, architectural designs at Disney based that are based on the movies mm-hmm. really make you feel like you're in the movie. For instance, yeah. the, the one that uh, stands out the most is Tangled. Yeah. Um, they recently, at, they, is it in Fantasyland, right? Yeah. Fantasyland. There's yeah. that section uh, dedicated to Tangled that has mm-hmm. the tower and it has the um, string of lanterns that makes you think of that scene entangled it's not quite as you know impressive as the 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 lanterns floating up and in, into mm-hmm. the sky you do that on a daily, daily basis have lanterns going up into the sky but but that section of the park really makes you feel like you are um i can't even think of her name it's not rapunzel her name's not rapunzel oh oh it is rapunzel i think it is, is she- she goes by Rapunzel, I, I guess, doesn't she? I was thinking so. her nickname, but I, not. I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't but, seen that in a while, but well. it makes you feel like you're, we're going to call her Rapunzel because it's yeah. based off of Rapunzel, but right. I think she had like a unique nickname. She might. So I don't yeah, remember. it makes you feel. And then like too, like the um, Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. castle, mm-hmm. when you walk into the Be Our Guest restaurant, that they built, you really mm-hmm. feel like you're going into the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did such a good job of, of building the three uh, rooms that are based on the sections of the castle in the movie, like the West Wing and the library and the ballroom. I think, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the middle room is that ballroom. Yeah. So that's, um, that's my biggest answer to that question. I'm yeah. trying to think. Um, yeah, it just, it deepens the experience just like, just by, you know, recreating scenes from the movie in real life mm-hmm. and just making it right there in front of you, if that yep. makes sense. Yeah. Putting it right there. Yep, definitely. And I just will point out for our listeners that that tangled area that you were talking about, Sarah, is not even a ride or an attraction. It's like a little courtyard that has a bathroom in it. And yet it's like, you're right. They put so much detail just into that one little section out of the way section of the park. It's amazing. So, yes. Yeah. I so remember talking about how that bathroom was so cool. We were all yeah. like, have you been to the tank bathroom? Right. <laughs> Right. We were taking pictures in there. Yep. It's true. 
So yeah. let's talk about, you know, I guess the, I mean, there are lots of, I should say here, there are lots of types of attractions at, at Disney world. I mean, it's not just rides. There are shows, there are like walkthrough experiences, there are all kinds of things. Um, so when I sent you these questions there, I said, what is an example of a ride that does a great job of telling a story? But if you also want to give an example of a different type of attraction, that would be fine too. Um, but what, what's, what's your best example of a ride that does a great job telling a story? Well, I actually thought of two rides that are kind of tough um, okay. that give that are the best at um, telling a story. And they're actually one of them. Well, no, I was going to say they haven't had movies made about them, but I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. They have. Both of them have. Haunted okay. Mansion yeah. has had a movie made about them, which is in Magic Kingdom. Right. And then Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And I guess we should so point out that those both. both oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, they, those did kind of the opposite of what we were talking about. They started out as a ride and then they had a movie made about them because the ride was so popular and had such a great story. So although, well, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror just like layers on layers of stories because it's based on the TV show Twilight Zone, but then they wrote a story just specifically for this ride and then they made a movie based on that. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, I agree. Those are great rides. Go ahead and tell us about them. Yes, no, um, that's that's a, an excellent point that there were movies made about them afterward. Um, they're both similar in their um, their feel in that they're both kind of horror type mm -hmm. rides, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're that they're not scary. Well, I guess well, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is kind of horror, but also kind of like in there too. Yeah. Um, but but they're both kind of scary themed but both of those rides the second that you enter the building where the ride is contained everything from that point on ties into the ride and it, mm -hmm. and a lot of rides at Disney do this but I think these two rides do it the best mm -hmm. um every I mean every detail is just is exactly themed right to to go along with the the feel that that ride has and as well as the like you mentioned earlier the costumes mm. that the people wear in these rides really goes with the theme and also the the way especially on especially haunted mansion almost every time i've ridden that ride which is many times probably at least 12 times we've ridden that ride because we usually go multiple times on yeah. that ride when we go to disney yeah uh, the cast members are always so in character so yeah. well they 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 just have this really droll and kind of emotionless well i wouldn't say emotionless but they're just very they're like getting you into the ghost they're they act like ghost hosts yeah or they're just getting you into that um scary feel as you ride yeah. your haunted mansion uh, and the same thing with with the tower of terror um cast members as well and i mean just i i take so many pictures yeah. get going through the line at tower of terror and haunted mansion because just the attention to detail in all of the set design mm -hmm. of the ride is just fabulous in both yeah. of those rides yeah so it's, I mean, when you're going through the line, you just, it doesn't even feel like you're waiting in a line because right. you're just looking around at everything that you see. 
and you notice different things each time if if you're stopped at a different spot than you were the last time you rode it yeah so those two rides so many rides at disney that are that are able to really tell a story i think also of the dinosaur i haven't even mentioned mm. animal kingdom yet i don't yeah. think but the dinosaur ride at animal kingdom mm. does a really good job of telling a story too before you get on the ride so yeah um it's really neat so yeah going back to um the tower of terror and which i i think is one of the best rides at disney world and the haunted mansion um both of those rides when i think yeah. of those rides i think about all the dust that they have to generate to put on those those rides because they're supposed to look like old buildings and that are in neglect and so they they make yes. dust and put it over everything and and you can smell the dust when you walk in i mean it's just an amazing level of detail yeah so yeah and the, the cobwebs too, mm -hmm. I think yeah. Twilight Zone does cobwebs too in the like it looks the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah neat. Yeah, those are good examples. Um, so now I want to talk about if you could pick, I mean you did this a little bit with Tangled, but if you want to pick a whole section of the park, maybe bigger than Tangled, that just does a great job immersing you in a story. Um, which one do you want to talk about? Well, <laughs> I thought of two different examples of this mm -hmm. uh, and it surprised me what my answer was, to be honest with you. Okay. But, and the reason it surprised me is because I'm not a big fan of the movie that mm -hmm. this land is based off of, but Pandora land, well, it's just called Pandora. Yeah. The new Pandora section at, mm -hmm. at, at Animal Kingdom yeah. is based on Avatar. And yeah. I've never been to the movie Avatar, but they, that, land that section the architecture and the what they've recreated from the movie like the, the waterfall and the different um you know landscapes that they recreated mm. are just impeccable yeah and you feel like you're in that movie you feel like you're one of the avatars i don't think i'd want to be one of the, the <laughs> avatars but well honestly though you i mean it is pretty cool it makes you makes yeah. me want to be in the movie even though i'm not a big fan of that movie i think it's far too long but that's a different topic <laughs> yeah um, but they, they do an excellent job of recreating that the music in that section mm -hmm. i think is really good i'm not quite sure if they use music from the movie itself or not or if it's just similar instrument inspirational like instrumental music yeah. i'm not sure it's probably a combination of both i mean they they really yeah, think probably. that stuff through at Disney World. So, yes. You know. And then I don't think it was the last time we were there, but might have been the time before that. There was a special presentation of of different, I don't know if they were regular cast members or just musicians that they brought in, but this whole group of dancers and musicians that did this whole um this whole little mini show in Pandora. Yeah. And and they um incorporated guests into it they they uh involved the guests and had them participate and yeah. that was so neat yeah um disney's also always great at just little special little shows throughout the four parks mm -hmm. that are you know not not daily parts of it or they don't last all year long mm -hmm. they're not there every time but just throughout special seasons they'll do little things. And especially I tried to do special things like that um, during COVID, mm -hmm. like they would have special characters appear on waterways and areas that you wouldn't necessarily 
pay attention to, they had those um, characters show up just to make the guests feel like it was a more magical experience. So yeah, COVID because there were certain things that COVID restricted. So yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, Andorra, I think is an excellent land um, that really immerses you in the story. And what other one did I think of? Oh, um, Tomorrowland mm. in Magic Kingdom, I think, is just a very cool, um, futuristic, of course, it was futuristic according to the minds of Disney back in, you know, the 70s. Right. Um, well, I'm not quite sure when that land started. If that was the, it was probably an original part of Magic yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. If it close to it. So yeah, it was probably in the seventies. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So it's, it's just a really cool, I like the music in that land and all everything's designed. You've got the, the people mover, everything's mm-hmm. just very futuristic. And of course, Space Mountain is in that mm-hmm. section. Um, so I really think that they do a really good job of creating the story yeah. in that land. Yeah, sure. I agree. Yeah, that's kind of like that one is the the science fiction version of space. And then if you go to, you know, future world and Epcot, it's more like real science. And they're both a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Those are good choices. I was thinking about that. The one av- the, I can't remember the names of the Avatar ride, but the one that's more of a thrill ride. Jordan and I stood in line for that one for a really long time, but I don't think we were ever bored because they did such a good job with the outdoor area and the, the botanicals and everything. And then it, it was really cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So now I want you to talk about, I said a hotel and, or a restaurant, but if you want to talk about both a hotel or a restaurant, um, that really just contributes to that story, um, what would you choose? Well, I mentioned the beer guest restaurant yeah. earlier. That's a great example, um, that they, you know, took a Disney movie and just really recreated it beautifully in a restaurant. Um, love if, if, I would say if somebody was going to Disney for the first time and wanted to know of a restaurant, they should, they should definitely not miss. I would say be our guests is up there really high. Um, But I also think that uh, the sci-fi dine-in, I forget what it's called. Sci-fi dine-in theater. Yeah. Yeah. Is a one that one just takes you back to the fifties. Like you feel like you're at a drive-in and you feel like you're going to see this campy horror movie. Um, It's, it's, indoors but you feel like you're outdoors the way they designed it uh you're sitting in actual little cars the table you know the tables are built like cars and it's just really fun in there um we definitely frequent that restaurant pretty much almost every time we go if we can um there was one other one i was just getting fussy again do we need to take a He's break like, i want to go to the restaurant <laughs> Um, I think he's okay. Okay. As long as I keep moving, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another one that I, I wanted to mention. Oh, this one, uh, you know, other places, this restaurant, uh, is in other places, not just Disney, mm-hmm. but the rainforest cafe. We yeah. always have a great time at that one. Yeah. Um, and it's really immersive and you just look up and all around you and see, you know, I mean, they're not real animals, but right. you see, you know, animals around you. Oh, yeah. and one more that I, that we just stayed at the last time that we went to Disney was the, I can't think of what it's called, but it's the restaurant that 
is above living with the land. Oh, so you're like, you can, it's called the garden the grill. The garden grill. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That one is really neat because you feel like you're part of the ride. Yeah. And they, sir, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that they use ingredients uh, from their gardens that they have in the living with the land ride. Yeah. They use that in the restaurant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really neat. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. I got to think of a hotel. Uh, so okay. you want to talk about the restaurant, move on to hotel. Yeah. I mean, you, you've mentioned a lot of the restaurants that I would have said to, um, it's always fun if you can get in. And I think it sort of adds to the specialness that they take a limited number of reserva reservations, but, um, the restaurant that's inside Cinderella's castle, I feel like they always change the name of it. So I don't know what it's called. I think it's called Cinderella's Royal table, but that's a fun one. If you're a little kid, I mean, you're like losing your mind because you get to meet Cinderella and you're <laughs> eating in her castle. But even if you're an adult, it's really cool just to be up there and you can look down at, at fantasy land so that's a cool restaurant too yeah, yeah even if you're not a kid you mm -hmm. kind of lose your mind with it <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true I, as an adult i've kind of geeked out eating at that restaurant for sure yeah <laughs> yeah so as far as hotel for me i think the the hotel that we stayed at that i felt was just the best at theming and really just involving you in whatever the um, theme for that hotel was, mm -hmm. would be, okay, I'm totally blanking for a second. It's okay. not the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It oh, is the, wilderness the other Lodge. one. The wilderness yes. Lodge? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wilderness Lodge makes you feel like, I, I think that they kind of theme, they themed that on Old Faithful Inn at Yellowstone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that is just makes you feel like you're out west at at a national park and it's very rustic and it's mm -hmm. beautiful um and it's the, just the, the the lobby you know you look up and you can see you know three or four floors you can see the balconies and it's really impressive and i just i think that's a great uh hotel also we haven't stayed there but i think animal kingdom lodge too mm -hmm. would be a great one um, because there are actual animals out on the land around the hotel. So you can look out your window and see animals. So that would really immerse you in this, this story that you're, you know, in a safari. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. That's a good example. Yeah. I really enjoy the wilderness lodge too. I think, uh, you know, when you're at Disney World, you're they're just having like sensory stuff thrown at you all day, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I mean, just like bright colors and music and everything. And I just felt like the Wilderness Lodge was really good at just giving you sort of a calm oasis. Like they, the lights were really dim there at night and it was just kind of like, yes. uh, you didn't feel like you were at Disney World, which is, I mean, obviously we love Disney World, but it was, it was, it was something different yes. that I really appreciated. So, yeah. Yes. Mm. They can set the tone for so many different areas that mm -hmm. is just the perfect tone for what you need. Yeah. Um, like you said, there are certain areas that are very fantastical and fun. And then there are mm -hmm. certain areas that are very sophisticated and low key. And they just, they hit it spot on yeah. at every location. Yeah. So speaking of the senses, um, let's talk about how Disney really gets all five of your senses involved. We've already talked about a couple of these things, like smelling the dust at Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about um, some other examples of sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. 
Well, taste, they definitely do a great job with taste. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to their regular dining, they always have um, special little pop-up eateries, mm -hmm. um, typically like the food and wine festival. I mean, they, Disney, I, theme park food kind of is hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of people have expectations that theme park food is not that great mm -hmm. disney blows it out of the water yeah i mean they have like top notch dining at disney mm -hmm. you get to eat dishes that are just excellent in my book mm -hmm. i i think i heard or read or somebody mentioned once that they didn't think the food at disney was that good and i was what? like that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah i i like i can't remember where i read it, it i don't i don't know for sure okay. where i read it <laughs> or where that source where that came from but they're wrong they uh, <laughs> as far as i'm yeah i mean for, for for heaven's sake at uh at disney springs they have a at least they used to they had a wolfgang wolfgang pucks yeah i right? think they still do yeah Wolfgang. i mean it's that's like, that's top-notch yeah. dining yeah what's that i was gonna say i think it's a wolfgang puck express it's more like a pizza and sandwiches place but still like even their pizza and sandwiches yeah. places are really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it, the cuisine is excellent. And mm -hmm. anyhow, the, the taste, like I was saying, the, the food and the wine festival, um, they have all oh, delicious dishes. I mean, they have this, this melting chocolate. The last time we were there, they had this melting chocolate. It's like hot chocolate on steroids, basically. <laughs> it is the sweetest, richest thing you've ever tasted and oh my gosh it's so good yeah but so definitely have it covered with taste I think that there are certain sections where they spray certain smells yeah into those areas mm -hmm. you know and then another thing that they do which involves the senses uh but they the they um I read this recently that they they have this special system for how they get rid of mosquitoes and I can't remember all the ins and outs of it huh but Yes. I mean, they, they, yeah. they do something It's very innovative and it's involves spraying something and, mm -hmm. but anyhow, it gets rid of all the mosquitoes, wow. which is excellent because they do such a good job of keeping the parks clean. Yeah. I mean, you've got other theme parks and there's so many people in and out that, you know, there's going to be garbage. There's going to be dirty stuff, but Disney world for the most part, it is very clean. Yeah. Every area every time every every time of the day they there are cast members on top of things they are cleaning up constantly they are you know they're picking up garbage so that you don't see garbage all over the place they do an excellent job of keeping the um parks clean so that your sense of you know your sense of sight and your sense mm -hmm. of smell are not grossed out yeah by people you know leaving garbage everywhere and, and, you know, I, I've never, that I can remember, I've never seen like, you know, a, you know, excuse my, excuse the grossness, but I've never seen like a pile of, of throw up on the, on yeah. the ground, you know, and I'm sure right. people throw up, like you said, there's not a ton of thrill rides there. Right. So you're not going to get people throwing up, but it happens. Yeah. But they clean it up so quickly that you never see it. Right. You know, right. Yeah. on top of that kind of, so I think that's definitely, um, kudos to the cast members and the training they receive yeah. um, to just keep it so spick and span there yeah so and true. then the site of the I'm sorry, sense of fear the music that they play mm -hmm. in every section is 
so good. Yeah. So inspirational. Um, and there's been, you know, albums and, and collections put together of music played at Disney World and yep. played on the rides because it's so good. Yeah. I think that I think of for that. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I I I definitely want to talk about music because that's one of my favorite things about Disney World. And one thing they do is when you cross, you can definitely tell this happening in Magic Kingdom because everything is Magic Kingdom is very small and everything's so close together. You really notice that when you walk mm-hmm. from one section of the part one land to the next, the music changes right away. <laughs> um, it's really cool. Um, and so I yeah, this is one of my favorite things about Disney World. I've actually been listening lately to um uh, Epcot music. I, I mean, mm-hmm. when I think about my favorite park, which we're going to talk about later, I, whenever I'm there, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite park because I love them all. But I think the one that yeah. I just keep thinking about when I'm not there is Epcot. Uh, I always loved it when mm-hmm. I was a little kid. Um, and it was like brand new when we first went, when I was a little kid, it was pretty new. Um, so I would say that, oh, and, and some of the music that they have been playing just as you walk through Epcot hasn't changed in 30 years, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so yeah. it's, it's really cool. Um, not just the, the, the ride music, which is amazing. One of my favorites is Soren. Soren is one of my favorite rides at Disney world. Oh. Um, and oh. <laughs> that Thanks one, for- yes yeah because you go over a pine forest or something and you smell it and then like they spray water on you when you're going over the ocean and stuff like that yeah yeah Um, so but yeah the soundtrack to to Soren was composed by the very respected movie score composer Jerry Goldsmith and it's amazing like it's it's as good as anything he ever did for a movie I think um and so yeah I've just been listening a lot to just the sounds of Epcot and it really makes me feel like I'm there and yeah if, if you go, if you're interested in this sort of thing, you go on Spotify, people have made playlists. Cause like, I would never be able to figure mm. out the name of a song because just it's that song right. play in Epcot. What do you know? But people have done the work to figure yeah. out what the song's called and they make these playlists. So yeah, look them up. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank goodness for those people that put the work into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any other um, thoughts about music? Well, um, it's funny because my next thought about music ties into question number eight on our outline. So okay. I won't go into it yet. I mean, you um, can because, but it, okay. So basically, um, as far as music goes, and it's funny that you mentioned Epcot because mm-hmm. this story involves Epcot Okay, and the music at Epcot, but mm-hmm. my most emotional experience, I think I've had at Disney world. Um, well, there's two I can think of. The one that involves the music at Epcot. So one of our trips to Disney, it was when I was a teenager, late teen. I might've even been out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a time that we went with Jessica. Jessica is uh, Tess and my cousin. So mm-hmm. Jessica's mom and our mom are sisters. And so Jessica's gone with us before. And so this time we, we it was when we were waiting to enter Epcot, we were there at Rope Drop. Mm-hmm. And we, as soon as, you know, the, to drop the, as soon as they open the parks, you just, there's a big gush of people heading in and you're just so excited. It's first thing in the morning and the music is playing and it was just this very inspirational, exciting. It was instrumental music. Mm-hmm. Most of the music throughout the parks is like unless you're on a ride, which has, which has, you know, words, but it was this instrumental music. It was very 
you know, sweeping and very exciting and very inspirational. And Jessica and I looked at each other and we're walking real fast and we're both like tears are streaming down our face. <laughs> we were so excited about just Disney. And that was one of the most emotional experiences I had. Anytime that another one that is emotional is that anytime that we go to the section of Hollywood Studios that has the little museum about Walt Disney, yeah. the little video about Walt Disney, that always gets me emotional seeing old film of Walt Disney talking about this world he's creating. Mm-hmm. So, so inspirational. I mean, none of it would have started had it not been for Walt Disney and a mouse too. So that just takes you back to where it all started and that gets really emotional. Um, And Oh, I, well, and Soren too gets me emotional. Mm -hmm. And also there's a similar ride to Soren in uh, in Pandora. Oh yeah. um, Like it's same type of where you're suspended and there's this big Mm -hmm. screen and you feel like you're flying through the air. Yeah. The Pandora ride or the avatar ride, if it's called, but that's a similar um, feel. And that's just always gets me emotional. So, but yeah, music is just in every part of this. They just do such a good job of tying every section into a, a soundtrack. Okay. So we're talking about emotional experiences at Walt Disney world. Sarah, you had some really good examples. Actually, if you, I might send you a track later and tell me if you think it's the one that you heard in front of Epcot, because you might not be able to remember, but I have an idea. Um, so, uh, okay. For me, yes, I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, I, I frequently have uh, this last time we went to Disney world. I think there were several times that I just felt tears in my eyes because well, for one thing, <laughs> I'm crying now. It was my first time going to Jordan. So that was really special. Um, <laughs> but also, yeah. um, I always think about this time I was probably in college and I think the attraction that we were at may not even be there anymore. Cause it was one of those like, um, temporary things they were doing in Hollywood studios, but they, it was like a history of animation short film. And, um, they were just showing like all these mm. bright colors and, you know, loud moments and all this kind of stuff. And then, um, and then it got really quiet and they showed that scene from Bambi where it's snowing and he finds out that his mother died. <laughs> sorry this makes me cry every time and um hey, but it just it just really stri- and I started weeping in the middle of this little theater where we were all standing up packed in the middle of the room because because that just like I love Bambi and I don't know it just it was just this breathtaking moment like that contrast that they created <laughs> was it was really good okay I'm done done crying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surprised I didn't start crying. So <laughs> yeah. it's totally okay. Yeah. Well, you're trying to yeah. trying to keep Ezra from crying. All right. Yes. So let's as we're winding down here, I've got a couple more um, <laughs> questions for you, Sarah. Uh, why is Walt Disney World not just for kids? Well, I could talk about this particular question for hours because I mean, when people think of Walt Disney World that's their number one thing that they say for why they don't go there mm-hmm. because at least I feel like because it's for kids right yeah um it's a kids theme park but honestly my personal opinion is that an adult can enjoy Disney World even more than a kid can mm-hmm. or maybe they can enjoy it in a different way than a kid yeah. can and they notice more than a kid can yeah so 
and maybe for us, we obviously have those wonderful memories going as children. Mm -hmm. um, so we have that foundation that we we've been there as kids, but we can appreciate it more as adults now. Yeah. Um, more deepened as adults. Yeah. So kids definitely enjoy it too. That's for sure. Yeah. But for kids, it's very tiring. They miss a lot because they're probably sleeping half the time um, and they get tired really quickly at, at Disney World. So, you know, if you take it, you just have to be aware that it's, you're not going to get to see everything with that kid because you're going to have to go yeah. back to the hotel more often than you, than you would don't have children. Yeah. Um, but as adults, I mean, it's tiring as adults too. Yeah. Huh? But, but you can just pick yourself and you can take a little break, sit yeah. for five minutes on a bench and get back into it. But a kid just reaches that limit and they're like, okay, I'm done. Right. Um, but as adults, you just appreciate these attention to de details that a kid mm -hmm. doesn't notice, that a child does yeah. not notice. Yeah. Um, the restaurants too. As mm -hmm. children, you, the, some of these, the sit down, you know, restaurants I forget what they call them there's quick service restaurants or eateries yeah. and then there's like the the ones like a sit-down restaurant yeah as children can't not, you might not necessarily be able to sit through that whole meal right and be quiet you know because right. sometimes those restaurants are quieter than yeah. a quick service place yeah. but the sit-down restaurants at Disney World are an excellent place for adults to just relax yeah for a few you know for an hour or so get excellent food the just the design mm -hmm. in the restaurants i think of that restaurant that we ate at in animal kingdom i believe it was called tusker house yeah is that the one in that buffet kingdom? place that was before the pandemic i don't yes. know if it's still a buffet place but yeah that was really cool yeah oh so good the food was excellent yeah. just the architecture of the restaurant was beautiful Animal Kingdom does a great job at how they designed every part of the park, whether it be light fixtures or just, you know, the garbage cans or yeah. just the way they designed the bridges, everything at, at Animal Kingdom. It's so well done. And the Tree of Life. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just breathtaking. It really yeah. is breathtaking, you know? Yeah. So um, adults can really enjoy that stuff that kids can't. Yeah. Um, and you've, as adults, you've experienced more. So mm -hmm. you, you know more of life and so different things remind you more you know rides and different um stories mm -hmm. remind you of, of things in your life that you've experienced and just make that experience richer and more emotional yeah for an adult yeah um so i think that's definitely why disney world is not just for kids and Walt disney made it for adults to enjoy with kids but yeah. you can also i mean there's so many activities um right. that they offer for adults that are just i mean there's so much you can do there's right. something for everybody right if you don't spend a day at the park there's some you know there's there's golfing there's mm -hmm. sports and there's spas there's just so much for everybody yeah. that you know really they have everything to offer yeah so really great shopping that's my answer yeah yeah that's that's very well said oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 
and if, if you're not even a ride person, you know, you can, yeah, you can still have a great time at Disney world. I think sometimes when we were kids, it seemed like mom and dad probably felt like we had to go on every ride. Um, but now it's like, you know, we still try to go on most of the rides, but there's some that we know are our favorites and then we can spend more time like lingering in a restaurant or whatever. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Definitely. I Yeah. I always like to close with a question for our listeners who maybe are not familiar with whatever it is that we're talking about, but would like to get into it. So my question for you, Sarah, this is a hard question is for listeners who have never visited the park. If they only have time to go to one park, which one should they choose? Or if you, okay, would say you- they should- go ahead. <laughs> well, I, was Sorry, say, video- I know that was weird. You were muted for a second too. Um, I can't see you, but you know I can you. my phone went into safe driving mode because it thought I was driving. Oh, because you were carrying Ezra walking around? <laughs> walking, yeah, rocking him up. So I oh, think it thought funny. I was driving. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> yes, this question. Um, this one I've thought a lot about. This is a hard question. Yeah. It really is. Um, first off, I would say if you have the chance please do go to all four parks in one yeah. trip if you can. But I understand that some people don't have that much time or that much money to be able to go to all four parks. So it's really hard to pick one. Yeah. And I feel like I'm ignoring the other ones or putting the other parks down no. by yeah. picking one. But you gotta, I think you gotta go with Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Because it started it all. Yeah. And the castle is iconic. And, and also for me, I didn't even talk about Main Street at all, but yeah. Main Street is one of my favorite sections of Disney World. Walking down Main Street towards the castle is so inspirational. It's so exciting. And um, I think that you, you, would be, you would be lacking if you did not get to experience that. I mean, yeah. Magic Kingdom is the park that Walt Disney himself designed right um the other parks came later right so or, yeah the other yeah the other parks came later so and <laughs> this is another thing that drives me nuts because and you know people just they don't they just don't know it's not really yeah. their fault they just right. don't know but they think of magic kingdom as the only park of disney world right or you know they don't even realize that the other parks are even part of disney world sometimes yeah but you know the world is magic kingdom epcot hollywood studios and animal kingdom right and so there's more to it than just magic kingdom yeah but i think it is what started it all so i would say if you were going to pick one that would be the one to go to yeah um fantasy lands those you know those rides in mm-hmm. fantasy land are very iconic i mean the, the like the peter pan ride it's a small world which some people like and some people find it a little bit annoying but it's very very iconic yeah world yeah so I feel like and then like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is a classic yeah uh Splash Mountain you know the the Haunted Mansion with which we've talked about you have to go to Magic Kingdom yeah but Epcot is a really close one and then I mean Animal Kingdom is excellent. And then Hollywood Studios now has Galaxy's Edge. So if you're yeah. a Star Wars fan, that's an excellent land. It's very immersive there. Yeah. You feel like you're in Star Wars. So yeah. I would say that um, 
they're all hard to miss. I mean, we're yeah. at Showcase and Echo, yeah. my favorite set of all of Disney World. So, but Magic Kingdom definitely for me is, is a park to go to. And I'm curious to know what your answer is, Tess. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you on that. I mean, Magic Kingdom, you know, when our family goes, we usually take two days in Epcot and two days in Magic Kingdom because those are bigger. And then just one day in Hollywood Studios and one day in Magic or Animal Kingdom. But I think we usually, if not always, try to end at Magic Kingdom because yeah. it is like the quintessence of Walt Disney World <laughs> so right yeah, I think I agree with you even though even though I said earlier and I still stand by this the Epcot is probably my personal favorite I think if I could only go to one I think it would be Magic Kingdom yeah 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 I'm with you there yeah so okay any other thoughts you would like to add well I'm ready to start planning our next trip I know <laughs> that's all I can Oh, and some of the transportation at Disney World too. I mean, the monorail is yeah. so great and you just get to ride and be above everything and look down and see yeah. all the people walking around lands yes. and that's just really Yeah. That was really cool. And now they have the um Skyliner, which is um oh, unless, yeah. you're, unless you're very motion sick, um, <laughs> which Mark yeah. our brother had some trouble on. Um uh it's it's really cool and it definitely gets you there a lot faster than a bus and uh more scenic. So yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. thank you for having this conversation with me, Sarah and Ezra. Uh, I hope Ezra gets to go to <laughs> Disney World soon. And um yeah, you've gotten me wanting to go yeah. back. <laughs> Yes, me too. And thanks for having us. And I'm sorry about Ezra. I hope you can hear everything over his verbalizing. <laughs> it's okay. That's right. He was just like the soundtrack to our discussion. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, thank you all for uh, listening to It's Lit Time with Dr. Tess. Uh, we'll be back with more episodes. Um, let me know what kinds of episodes you would like to hear and what topics you would like me to discuss. And I will, I always want to say, I'll see you next time, but I won't. You will hear me next time. Yes. <laughs>